Warning! This story contains offensive racial stereotypes from another era and is not suitable for all audiences. Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grim Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading The Good Bargain. A farmer drove his cow to the market and sold it for seven dollars. On his way home, he had to pass a pond, and even though he was a good distance from the pond, he was able to hear the frogs croaking, Eight, 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 eight. What nonsense, he said to himself. I got seven dollars in the bargain, not eight. When he reached the water, he called out to the frogs, You're nothing but stupid creatures, that's what you are. Don't you know any better than that? It was seven dollars, not eight. But the frogs held to their eight, 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 eight. Well, if you don't believe me, I can count them out in front of you. And he took the money out of his pocket and counted the seven dollars, twenty-four groschen to the taller. But the frogs paid no attention to his calculations and kept croaking, eight, 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 eight. That does it, the farmer exclaimed quite angrily. If you think you know everything, count it yourselves. He tossed the money right at them, and it landed in the water. He remained standing there and intended to wait until they were finished counting and had returned his money to him. Yet the frogs continued to be stubborn and kept on croaking, eight, 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 eight. Nor did they return the money to him. He waited for quite some time until finally it became dark and he had to go home. Now he cursed the frogs and called out to them, Water splashers, thick heads, goggle eyes. The only thing you can do with your big mouth is to make loud sounds and hurt people's ears. But you can't count to seven dollars. Do you think you can keep me waiting here forever? Upon saying this, he went away, but the frogs kept croaking, Eight, 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 after him. And he was in a very bad mood when he got home. After some time, he bought another cow, and when he had slaughtered it, he calculated that, if he could get a good price for the meat, he could earn as much as the two cows were worth together and still have the hide left in the bargain. When he got to the city with the meat, he encountered a whole pack of dogs outside the city gate. At the head of the pack was a big greyhound who jumped around the meat and kept sniffing and barking, woof, 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 woof. Since the dog would not stop barking, the farmer said to him, All right, I understand. You're saying woof, 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 because you want a whiff of the meat. But I'd be in a fine pickle if I gave it to you. The dog's only response was woof, woof. Will you promise not to eat it and to vouch for your companions over there? Woof, woof, said the dog. Well, if you insist, you can have it. After all, I know you, and I know your masters, but let me tell you one thing. I want my money in three days, or else you'll be in for trouble. You can just bring it out to my place. Thereupon he set the meat on the ground and turned back home. The dog scrambled for the meat and barked loudly, Woof! Woof! When the farmer heard this from afar, he said to himself, Just listen, now they all want some of the meat, but I'll hold that big dog responsible for whatever happens. After three days had passed, the farmer thought, Tonight you'll have the money in your pocket and he was quite delighted. However, nobody came, and nobody paid him. Ah, 
you just can't depend on anyone anymore, he said. Finally, his patience gave out, and he went to the butcher in the city and demanded his money. The butcher thought he was joking, but the farmer said, It's no joke. I want my money. Didn't that big dog bring you all the meat from the cow I slaughtered three days ago? This remark made the butcher angry, and he grabbed a broomstick and drove the farmer out of his shop. Just wait, the farmer yelled. There's still some justice in the world. Now he went to the royal castle and requested an audience. So he was led before the king, who was sitting there with his daughter, and the king asked the farmer what wrong had been committed against him. Ah, he said, the frogs and dogs have taken things that rightfully belong to me, and the butcher paid me for some of it with a broomstick. Then he proceeded to tell them in great detail everything that had happened. The king's daughter burst out laughing, and the king said to him, I can't provide you with justice in this case, but you shall have my daughter for your wife. This is the first time in her life she has laughed like this, and you're the cause. You can thank God for your good fortune, because I promised to give her to whoever might make her laugh. Oh, no, responded the farmer. I definitely don't want her. I've already got one wife at home, and she's much too much for me. Whenever I come home, it seems as if I have a wife standing in every corner. Then the king got angry and said, What a stupid boar! Ah, your majesty, what else can you expect from an ox but beef? The farmer replied. Wait, the king declared. I shall give you another reward. But for the time being, I want you out of here. Come back in three days, and I'll pay you five hundred in full measure. As the farmer was going through the gate, the sentry said, The king must have given you a really fine reward since you made his daughter laugh. Well, I should think so, answered the farmer. I'm going to get five hundred. Hmm, listen, the soldier said. Give me some of it. What can you do with all that money? Well, since it's you, the farmer said, I'll give you two hundred. Report to the king in three days and let him pay it out to you. A Jew had been standing nearby and had overheard the conversation. He ran after the farmer, seized him by the coattails, and said, Wonder of God, what a lucky fellow you are. Let me change the money for you. I'll give you small coins for it. What do you want with those hard tollers? Yid, the farmer said. I'll give you three hundred, but I want the coins right now. In three days you can go to the king and he will give you my payment. The Jew was happy about the little profit he was making and gave him the sum in bad groschen, three of which were worth two good ones. After the three days had passed, the farmer followed the king's orders and appeared before the king, who said, Take off his coat. He shall receive his five hundred. Oh, the farmer said, they don't belong to me anymore. I've given away two hundred to the century, and the Jew changed three hundred for me. According to the law, there's nothing due me any more. Meanwhile, the soldier and the Jew had entered and demanded what they had won from the farmer. Indeed, they were soon dealt their just measure of blows. The soldier bore the lashing patiently, for he already knew how the whip tasted. But the Jew reacted terribly. Ow! Ow! It hurts! Are these the hard tollers? The king could not help laughing at what the farmer had done, and when all his anger had vanished, he said, since you lost your reward before you even received it, I'm going to make it up to you. Go into my treasure chamber and take as much money as you want. The farmer did not have to be asked twice, and he filled his large pockets with whatever he could fit inside. Afterward, he went to the tavern and began counting his money. 
the Jew had sneaked after him and heard him muttering to himself, "'Well, that scoundrel of a king really cheated me. If he'd have doled out the money himself, I'd know exactly what I have. Now, since I had to stuff my pocket any way I could, I don't know whether I've got the right amount.' "'God help us,' the Jew said to himself. "'He's speaking disrespectfully about our king. I've got to run and report him. Then I'll get a reward, and he'll be punished in the bargain.' When the king had heard about the farmer's remarks, he was infuriated and ordered the Jew to go and fetch the slanderer. The Jew ran to the farmer and said, Our majesty, the king, wants you to report to him at once, just as you are. Well, that's not proper, and I know better, said the farmer. First, I'll have a new coat made for me. Do you think that a man who has so much money like me should appear before the king in an old tattered coat? When the Jew realized that the farmer would not budge without another coat, he feared the king's anger would subside, and this would prevent him from getting his reward, and the farmer would also go unpunished. "'I'll lend you my beautiful coat,' he said. "'It's just for a short time and out of friendship. Just think of how much one will do out of kindness.'" The farmer was pleased by the offer, so he put on the Jew's coat and departed with him. Now the king reprimanded the farmer for his bad remarks, which the Jew had conveyed to him behind the farmer's back. "'Come now,' said the farmer. "'Jews always tell lies. "'There's not a word of truth that comes out of his mouth. "'Why, that fellow's even capable of claiming that I'm wearing his coat.' "'What's this?' the Jew screamed. "'That's my coat. "'I lent it to you out of sheer friendship "'so you could appear before the king.' "'When the king heard that, he said, "'The Jew has certainly deceived someone, "'either me or the farmer.' So he had the Jew given his due again in hard tollers. Meanwhile, the farmer went home in the good coat with good money in his pocket, and he said, This time I made a good bargain. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other episodes, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. <music>